Hey, this is David Dearman. I'm the pastor at Memphis Tabernacle, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you and builds your faith. I hope that it gives you fresh insight and strength to see God move in your life. Enjoy the message. All righty, are you ready to get into the Word today? From the right church? Okay. Hey, it's been some crazy times. I know that it has out there. And um, there's been some, uh, a lot of voices, a lot of words, a lot of things that are happening out there. In fact, <laughs> I was, I want to I read something funny to you that I read. I thought this was funny. And uh, this person posted this and they said, I need to vent because I'm mad. I went to Trader Joe's earlier. That's a store to pick up a few things, and I'm waiting in the checkout line, and I dropped a $20 bill. Yeah, that's me. I'm trying to hold everything because I didn't want to touch a cart. The lady in front of me picked it up, the $20 bill. I thanked her and held my hand out, and she said, the things found on the earth are kept by the collector, and walks away. I was like, oh, no, you didn't. (laughs) I looked at the person behind me standing, and they couldn't believe it either, and the cashier was oblivious. This can't be real right, uh, right now, right? And so I took a deep breath and I turned back toward the lady, the thief, or whatever you want to call her. And as I approached her, I said, do I look like I'm in the mood for this? Let's not play games. Go ahead and give me back my money. She had the nerve to ignore me completely and tried to walk away from me. So, of course, I left everything and followed her into the parking lot as I was calling the police. Because, of course, somebody's going to go to jail. I'm not sure who it is, her or me. She was almost running at this point to get away from me, which was the first sign of real intelligence that this lady had shown. And when she got to her car, she put down her bags on the ground, trying to quickly get into her trunk, uh, get her trunk open. I was boiling at this point. So I decided that her finder's keeper rule just presented the perfect opportunity for a great teachable moment. So I went into track star mode and I ran full speed. I grabbed her grocery bags and I headed to my car yelling, the things found on the earth are kept by the collector. I hopped into my car, ignoring her every attempt to get my attention. I was, I was uh, uh, out of line, I'll admit, but she was too. I was hot, but I had a sense of satisfaction at the same time. I get home, and I open the bags and to find out what's in there, and I see three packs of ribeye steaks, three pounds of wild-caught salmon, two pounds of potatoes, Everything to make a bomb salad and a big bottle of wine. I can't help but think to myself, wow, that's not bad for 20 bucks. <laughs> you, you ever experienced those kind of people? There are some crazy people out there shopping, huh? Behind those masks. But uh, it, it's funny. But what is our word of the Lord for this year? Glory. <laughs> Arise, say it with me. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the... What's our word this year? Glory. Glory. The word that we're standing on this year is glory, not darkness. The word that we're standing on this year is the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. But I want you to notice verse 2. It says, for behold. What does behold mean? It means look. 
He says, for behold, darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness the people. How many would say that's fulfilled in some ways? Right. There's darkness in the earth. There's deep darkness on the people. Listen, but the Lord will arise on you. Notice on the earth, there's darkness. There's deep darkness. On you, there's light. There's the glory of the Lord. In other words, when you look at the world, you see darkness. When the world looks at you, they see light. So we, we, haven't, we can't be depressed and discouraged about the darkness. God said right here, darkness would come on the earth, deep darkness to people, but the Lord will arise. I have a word for you today, and I know you're going to like it. Look at this. Uh, you're going to receive it down into your heart. The Lord will arise on you, and his glory will be seen upon you. We just finished 21 days of prayer and fasting, opening up and giving our hearts room for God. Can somebody just stop and thank God for what he's doing, what he said? Come on right now. Lord, we thank you today. For what you've been saying, what you are saying, we thank you for breakthrough over these last three weeks. And we thank you, Lord, for evidence of it that's coming in the future in Jesus' name. And we all said amen. Amen. So today's word. A couple of days ago, or this week, I was in my reading. I got up early in the morning, as I always do. And the first thing I like to do before email, before newspaper, before reading any articles, any messages, texts that come in or anything, I like to crack open the word because I want to hear God's voice before anyone else's voice. Okay? So I open up the word, and I read this in Luke chapter 21, uh, 22, excuse me, Luke chapter 22, and the verse... Uh, one I read and then verse two I come to this and it says this and the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might kill him for they feared the people and then I went on to read and the Lord on the inside just kind of said go back and read that again look at it the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might kill the people. I want you to notice the chief priests and the scribes, these are two of the most religious bunches that there are. They wanted to kill God. They wanted to kill the Son of God, Jesus, on the earth. Why? Because they feared people. They feared people so much that they wanted to kill God. And the Lord just spoke these I mean, just early in the morning, this still small voice said, you fear the voices that you listen to. You fear the voices that you listen to. The, the, do you have the fear of the Lord? Or do you have the fear of men? Or do you have the fear of power? Or do you have the fear of other things? Fear God and not man. Somebody say Amen. Now, I want to point out a couple of things. The chief priests. Who are chief priests? I know we hear about them. We just kind of, uh. Chief priests were the high-ranking officials. Uh, all, all of them were from the tribe of Levi. You know that there were uh, 12 tribes, right? And one of the tribe was the tribe of Levi, and that's where the Levites came. This was all of the chief priests were from the tribe of Levi. Moses, Aaron, and Miriam were all Levites. Okay? These, this is where the chief priests came from this tribe. Only the high priest or the chief priests could enter the most holy place once a year on the day of a, atonement or Yom Kippur. See, the other Aaronic priests would uh, have to rotate and take turns into the holy place 
to minister and offer the sacrifices. All these other priests would go in and they'd have to rotate so that they could come in and minister. But only the chief priests could come into the holiest of holy place. So they were associated with the presence of God. In fact, they were most associated with the presence of God. Or should I say, they should be. The other priests would do rotations. There was something about the chief priests that God would identify with holiness. That God would identify with the presence of God. It was a privilege to be a chief priest. It was a privilege to be able to represent the people once a year and come into the holiest of holies, the presence of God, which I believe that so many people nowadays take for granted. The scribes, who are the scribes? Well, the scribes are those who would copy the Torah. The Torah is the law of God. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, the, the first five. They would take it. They didn't have copy machines and they didn't have print presses. So they would copy by hand the law of God. They had to do it so meticulously and without error. So they couldn't just have the radio on and have the TV on. Of course, they didn't have that. Or they couldn't be in a conversation. They had to be very focused on the word of God, the laws of God. So meticulously. In fact, here's some of the rules that they had to be a scribe. There was, there's many rules, but here's some of the rules. They, couldn't, they could only use clean animal skins, both to write on and even to bind manuscripts. Uh, each, listen to this, each column of writing had to have no less than 48 and no more than uh, uh, 60 lines. It had to be... Their spacing, you know, they didn't have lined paper or things like that. Their spacing had to be between 48 and 60 lines in order for it to be uh, acceptable. The ink had to be black and with, had a special recipe. Listen to this one. They must verbalize each word aloud while they were writing. They had to see, so they knew the word. They had to verbalize every word. They must wipe the pen and wash. Listen, they had to wipe the pen and wash their entire bodies, take a bath, before writing the word Jehovah every time they wrote it. Oh, it's time to go take a shower. Jehovah's coming. And they wrote it and said it. This is how meticulous. There must be, listen, every 30 days there was a review on their writing. And if as many as... Three pages had a, just a minor correction, just a, a, a dot, just a, you know, Jesus said, remember, a jot. he said, you're so meticulous, every jot, dot and every tittle, but you don't even know what you're writing because you're so detailed about it, but you're not catching the life and the words behind it. Listen, that if there was... There must be a review within 30 days, and if as many as three pages required a correction, the entire manuscript had to be redone. So if they copied the whole book of Isaiah, or the whole book of, say, Deuteronomy, can you imagine writing out the whole book of Deuteronomy? And there was even one mistake with a dot or a period on three different places, three different pages, they had to rewrite the whole book. The letters, words, paragraphs had to be counted and the document became valid if two letters touched each other. My point is this. They were stewards of the word. They were students of the word. 
So the chief priests were students of the presence of God. The scribes were students of the word of God. These stewards of the presence of God and stewards of the word of God were trying to kill the son of God. See, that verse, there's a lot in that right there. Well, who was, who was the presence? Jesus was the presence of God and was the word of God in one. Remember, he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father in John 14, 9. Presence. Remember, in John 1, 14, it says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus was the presence of God. Jesus was the word of God. And their whole life was wrapped into who would be coming, but they didn't see him. But it says why? Because they feared people. Why did they fear people? Because they, their job was to be around the word of God and, and the presence of God, but they, their ears, their heart listened to people, not God. And I say that because we can look at them and say, how could they do that? I've done it. I've done it. I've had the Lord correct me on that. Not to the point that I'm trying to kill Jesus, <laughs> but maybe kill his plan or his voice or something he's speaking. Because I'm so concerned about what people think and what the voices of people think. The chief priests and the scribes sought how they may kill Jesus for they feared the people. You only fear the voices you listen to. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17 says, faith in the Lord comes by fearing, but also fear comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How many of you think that you're going to solve all the things that have been going on in our world just by getting more information. Oh, if I just get this, if I read this, if I find out what the latest perfect person said, even prophet said, or even man of God said, or even this said, or latest conspiracy said, or latest this said, if I get more, I'm going to figure it all out. And you get more and you're more confused. You're not more settled. Let me tell you, there's something on the inside called your spirit. And there's someone on the inside called the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit bears witness with your spirit. In other words, there's a unity. There's something inside that when you're praying about something and you're coming up to a decision about something, and, and, and on the inside you have a witness of the Holy Spirit. It's the same way that when someone says, how do you know you're saved? And you go, I just know. I just know. I have a knowing on the inside. It's the primary way we hear the voice. We, we find direction and we get direction from the Lord. It's a knowing. In fact, 1 John chapter 2, verse 20, it says, You have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. Verse 27 says, The anointing which is on the inside will teach you all things. What is it? He calls the speaking or the voice of the Lord or the leading of the Lord, he calls it a knowing. Can you say the word knowing? But listen. If you don't spend time and listen to God, if you don't read the word, and as you're reading, you listen into the text, you listen to what God's saying, just like I was reading this verse, minding my own business, trying to get through my reading that morning. And the Lord stops me and says, there's something in that. These scribes who should be close to my presence, these 
these or the should be close to my word and these Pharisees who should be close to my presence who are trying to kill Jesus because they're listening to people. You only fear the voices you listen to. Isaiah chapter 54 verse 14 says this, In righteousness you shall be established, and you shall be far from oppression, for you shall not fear. Let me tell you, Satan cannot keep you in oppression if fear is removed from you. Fear is what locks you away and keeps a person in oppression. Oppression is what keeps a, fear is what keeps a person in oppression. I've laid my hands on many people and spoke deliverance from oppression over them and it's dropped. And all of a sudden that week, they got right back under the bondage of it. Why? Because they continue to listen to the voices, other voices besides the voice of the Lord. And what happened? Those voices told them, you'll never be free. Those voices said, you'll never be healed. Those voices said, you'll never walk in freedom. That's for other people. God's a chooser. And he'll, they'll start saying all these other things. And you go, well, I guess that's the Lord because I hear voices. Listen, every voice you hear is not the spirit of God. Some of the voices you hear are demons. Now, I'm not trying to say that you're demon possessed. But what I am saying is... Just like God is trying to speak to people, the enemy is trying to speak to people also. How do you know you have to judge it by the word of God? I was talking to a person the other day, and they said, God spoke to me, and I'm sure of it. And they told me exactly what it was, and I'm, I said, I'm sure it's a demon. He said, but they've said it multiple times. And I said, I'm sure the demon said it multiple times. They said, why? And I opened up the word and showed them why in the word it was contrary to the word of God. And they said, oh yeah, that's not God. <laughs> it's not God. But it sounded the same. So what do you do? You have to put the word of God in there until you understand and know the way God speaks and how, what God's saying. Okay? So we listen to God, not people. We listen to the voice of God. Primarily, let me tell you, the voice of God spoke this whole book, the word of God. In righteousness you shall be established. Righteousness establishes you, but fear oppresses you. I said righteousness establishes you. That's why over our nation, I don't care who's in control, president, Congress, government, we still need righteousness. Somebody say amen. Come on, pray it with me right now. God, I pray for righteousness in our nation. I pray for justice in our nation. I pray for peace in our nation. In Jesus' name, righteousness establishes you. Fear oppresses you. Righteousness sets your feet on solid ground. Righteousness brings you security. Fear torments you and pushes you underwater. See, that's one of the ways you know what voices you're listening to. Do you have peace? Because when you're listening to the Lord, it brings faith and peace and rest. Do you have, can, I haven't been able to smile for a long time. I'm just, then you're listening to the wrong voices. Peace, peace in the midst of the storm. What was Jesus doing in the midst of the storm? He was asleep in the back of the boat on a pillow. The Bible puts that in. <laughs> you think it was the my pillow guy? Yeah, <laughs> on a pillow. 
He was on a pillow in the back of the boat sleeping. They had to wake him up. Hey, there's a storm going on. You should be freaked out about this right now. And he woke him up and said, haven't I spoken to you? What was he saying? You should have been listening to what I've been saying. Not listening to the voice of the storm. Not listening to the voice of the waves and the wind. Not listening to the voice of these other joker disciples. You should be listening to what I said. And what I said was, let's go to the other side. Listen to the voice of the Lord. In righteousness, you'll be established. Righteousness sets your feet on solid ground. Righteousness exalts a nation. But sin is the reproach of any people. It says in Proverbs 14, 13, we need to pray. Continue to pray for righteousness in our families, righteousness in our city, righteousness in our nation, righteousness in our hearts. Luke 22, 2, remember, the chief priests and the scribes sought how they may kill God because they feared people. They wanted to kill God because they feared people. These religious leaders, these ministers feared people. They gave their attention to people and they ended up turning on God. You only fear the voices you listen to. So let me ask you, whose voice are you listening to? What voices this week are you listening to? I'm telling you, I got to a point this week and the Lord just said, shut it off. I said, what? Everything. Shut it off. But I want to be up on things. You don't think I'm up on things? Well, what does this have to do with turning the page? Remember week one, we talked about the purpose of the wilderness? To strip you down, to humble you, and to teach you one thing. And that's Deuteronomy 8.3. That your life is not sustained by anything else but by the word of the Lord. But by what, what God says to you. And that's the thing that we have to learn. Listen, I don't care. Some people think if I have this way or if this happens or if my prayer, then everything's going to be okay. That's not true. Because right when that happens, you'll be something else. Your life will be okay when you learn that your life needs the voice of God. That your life needs the word of the Lord, and that's all it needs. So again, whose voice are you listening to? Is it, is it confusion? Here's the way you know. Here's the way you know. What, what, what is it producing? Is it producing faith? Is it producing rest? Or is it producing something else? I want to read one more thing to you. In the book of Acts, it says, Acts chapter 5, the high priest rose up. Remember, again, high priest, chief priest. Sometimes I'll go back and forth there. High priests rose up, and all who were with him were of the sect of the Sadducees, and they were filled with indignation. These guys were mad, and they told, and they laid their hands on the apostles and put them in common prison. The high priest put the apostles in prison. But at night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, this is what the angels told the, the apostles, Go stand at the temple and speak to the people the word, all the words of this life. And when they heard it, they entered the temple early in the morning and they taught. So they got thrown in jail and the high priest said, I'm going to throw you in jail. Don't speak those words again. And in the middle of the night, the, the angel opens up the door and said, hey, in the morning, go out to the front of the temple and speak those words again. And they said, okay, we're going to go speak those words again, right? And when they heard it, they entered the temple early in the morning and they taught. But the high priest and those who came to him called the council together with all the elders of the children of Israel. They brought all of them and they sent them to prison 
to have them brought. And when the officers came and did not find them in prison, they returned and reported saying, indeed, we found the prison shut securely and the guards standing outside before the doors. And when we opened them, we found no one inside. But when the high priest and the captain of the temple and the chief priest heard these things, they wondered what the outcome would be. So one came and told them, saying, Look, the men who you put in prison are standing in the temple, and they're teaching the people. You know why I'm telling you this? I'm not trying to freak you out or scare you. I believe with all of my heart we're in the last days. I believe with all of my heart that there's persecution that's coming. It may be in America, but I know in other countries right now there's persecution that's going on. That they tell people, you cannot speak in the name of the Lord. You cannot read the Bible. You cannot. Listen. Put this, tuck this away for a later time. So they came and said, look, the men who you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the captain went with the officers and brought them with violence for they feared the people. They were political. They didn't want to go against the apostles they didn't want to go say, hey, man, we're going to put you back. They feared the people because the people are listening to the message now. And they're like, wow, the people are listening to them. I don't want to go. And there's a conflict that's going on in here. And they, they feared the people lest they should be stoned. They were saving out themselves. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council and the high priest and, and saying, did we not strict? Listen, listen to me. Don't, don't doze off. Listen. Did we not strictly command you not to teach in his name. And look, you've been filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood on us. And Peter and the other apostles answered and said, what did he say? We ought to obey God rather than man. Say it again. We ought to obey God. Say it one more time. We ought to obey God. Listen, you will at some point face that decision it may just be with social pressure but it may be with persecution and when we can stand and say i'm not going to kill god because i'm listening to people no i'm going to i'm going to listen to the voice of the lord man shall not live by bread alone i'm going to listen to the voice of the lord and i'm going to follow the word of the lord regardless of what the voices of people say Men ought to obey God rather than that. Peter and the apostles spent more time listening to Jesus than they spent listening to people. Whoever you listen to, you'll believe the most. Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. When you listen to the words of God, you're empowered by those words. They were empowered with the words of life. They knew that this is where transformation begins. Remember, Jesus said, the words that I speak are life, they're spirit. When you listen to the words of men, you're brought under the spirit that they're speaking from. Let me say it again. When you listen to the words of men, you are brought under the power of the spirit they are speaking from. The spirit of oppression. The spirit of the world. The spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Ephesians 2. So Jesus said this, take heed what you hear. He also said, take heed how you hear. How you listen to what you're listening to. 
don't just take it all in and think information's going to help me. No, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is what got us into this mess. It was knowledge. It was God knows. In one day, you'll be like God, knowing good and evil because of more knowledge. We think knowledge is going to help us. Listen, you only need to know what God reveals to you. And if he doesn't show you anymore, then it won't be helpful. I believe it with all my heart. And I have many examples on that, but I won't take time to do it. Take heed what you hear, how you hear it, for it will produce within you the harvest of faith to follow the plan of God or the fear to be under the oppression of man and literally it will cause you to try to kill the Jesus who saved you. This is a word from the Lord for you and me. Church, listen, and I believe with all of my heart, I asked the Lord, what do you want to share this morning? And the Lord said to me, spoke clearly in my heart and said, Ask people what voices they're listening to. Are you listening to the voice of the word of God? You are the light of the world. Let me say it again. Come on right now. Let's praise the Lord. You are the light of the world. Let me speak this over you right now as you're saying. Just open up your heart. Open up your hands. Open up your heart right now. Your voice. And let me say what the word of the Lord is. Arise. Shine. For your light. That's the word of the Lord. Not fear. Arise. Shine. I, I, I say it over you prophetically. Arise, shine. Your light has come. The empowerment has come. You won't be embarrassed. You won't be ashamed. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For look, darkness is covering the earth, deep darkness, the people of the earth. But the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen over you. That's what the Lord's saying. That's what the Lord's speaking. Can you right now do this with me as we close? Just open up your hands, open up your heart and say, Lord, I receive what you're saying to me today. And forgive me for listening to other voices. Forgive me for put, giving attention, putting my ear on other things. Lord, even the fear on the inside, I'm responsible for the fear on the inside. Somebody needs to just not be a victim. You let it in. Just say, I repent. Uh, I repent of allowing information, just like Eve did, Allowing information to trouble my soul. Lord, I come and I ask you, keep my ear close to the mouth of God. Keep my ear close to the word of God. Help me to know what you're saying and obey. And if you're not saying something, help me not, Lord, to push you too hard, but to know that you'll tell me what I need to know, just like a good father. And if you're not saying it, I'm not going to make it up or I'm not going to feel pressured by other people to have to have the answers. I'm going to follow the voice of the Lord. Come on, say it with me. I'm going to follow the voice of the Lord. Say, I'm going to follow the word of the Lord. No matter what, I'm going to follow the voice of God and not man. That's what we're going to do, Lord. In Jesus' name. Father, I pray over every person in here right now and I say... Church, this is the most important part of the service. This is the decision, the application of all of it. It's not knowledge that we're after. It's application. Open up your heart. Say, God, apply it to my life. I pray that every person you would apply this word to their hearts today. God, voices. 
Identify voices. Identify voices that have been bringing confusion, that have been bringing fear, that have been uh, bringing, Lord, different uh, uh, double-mindedness, going to the right, going to the left. Identify voices, Lord, I pray. And God, help us to hold on to the voice of the Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. And if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, or if you need to return to the Lord, as I suspect some of you may, I want you to pray this prayer with me today. Let it come from your heart. Posture your heart in humility before the Lord. Online, posture your heart in humility before the Lord and say this with me today. Say, God, I humble my heart. Let's all say it. God, I humble my heart. Jesus I call you my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. From this day forward, I thank you that I have a new life. I believe you died on the cross and were raised again on the third day. From this day forward, I call myself a believer in Jesus' name. Amen. Look at me, if you would. I speak the joy of the Lord over every person in here today. <laughs> I, just, I just sense it right now. I didn't do this last service. I just sense it right now. I release the joy of the Lord over every person, right? Every heart right now, every mind right now. The joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord, the peace that passed. This week, a week of joy. Listen, God doesn't push it. God's not a pusher. But you have to receive it. You have to receive it. Just say it. I receive it. I release by the Spirit of God. It comes from heaven. The joy of the Lord in you in Jesus' name. This is going to be a week of peace. A week of joy. Not a week of conflict in your heart. But a week of settledness in your heart. I believe answers are going to come to some things you've been praying. Things you even prayed about the last 21 days and you go, well, I guess I didn't get it. It's this week. Come on, it's coming this week. There's some things that are coming. How many would say, I receive that? It's coming this week in Jesus' name. Stand up to your feet. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you did, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. God bless you, and I'll see you next time on the Memphis Tabernacle Podcast.